hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with REMAX Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good morning. Another amazing morning in the city of Hamilton here, as it usually is more often than not. Uh, Rob and Phil Golfie, both sales representatives with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can uh, learn a lot about uh, real estate by listening to this show. And if you have not, well, welcome to the show. If you have, I'm sure you're also subscribing to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, your favorite app store. Um, questions at robgolfie.com is the email address that we've set aside for you to ask questions, for you to recommend some topic ideas. So if you have uh, either or, or both, uh, email us, questions at robgolfie.com. Call these guys anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. And the website is robgolfie.com. A ton of amazing information on robgolfie.com. And they're all over social media. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, the handle is at Rob. Golfie. An armada of topics to discuss today. Uh, we're going to toss around a, uh, an interesting one. I think we've done this on the show in the past about a realtor. This one is uh, in the Edmonton area that has listed a home with a starting bid of a dollar. Uh, so we'll toss that around later on in the program. We'll also talk about uh, a couple of issues uh, and and uh, challenges, I guess, or hurdles of selling a home. So what happens when your house has been on the market for a while? It's just not selling. What are some of the uh, advice or tips or techniques that these two gentlemen have employed to uh, come to a successful end? We'll also talk about the Toronto Real Estate Board, and we touched on this in last week's program, uh, warning realtors now of false sales data after one house was listed uh, for a sale price of a dollar which uh, obviously was way more than that because it, it was a multi-million dollar listing. But we'll begin with another intriguing uh, issue. Co-ownership is apparently on the rise as buyers look to enter expensive housing markets. So we have an example in the Niagara Falls area, which uh, as the ripple effect has occurred from the GTA to Hamilton to places like Brantford and Grimsby and now Niagara Falls. So there are uh, a couple of women in Niagara Falls who have... Uh, co-owned or are co-owning a house which is very interesting so these are two mortgages on the same house for two different individuals yes um i was reading the article and i don't i don't understand it's complicated that is very much so so what if one party does not uh pay their mortgage yeah Yeah, defaults like does the other party still get to live there like like do they sell they can't you can't sell half a house (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so I, I I don't know how that 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 works, but but apparently uh, I think is it the Meridian that's uh, that did I that believe mark? so. I yeah. think it's the Meridian, and they and Meridian Credit Union. Yeah, yeah. And so there it was in uh, they they put that deal together, and they find that uh, it's happening more and more because mm-hmm. it is becoming tougher for people to own a house on their own. So two parties together, yeah. and a lot of times, and I understand that and that's a great concept. Two mortgages, you have yours, I have mine, mm-hmm. and uh, if you default, that's your problem. Uh, and and what happens is 
when you do buy a house with 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 a friend or a partner, and one person can't pay, guess what? The other person's on the hook, right? Regardless for the full amount, right? Like it just, hey, listen, I'm not paying my mortgage anymore. And if the one and the one guy, if he doesn't care about his credit rating, and the other one does, well, the other one's the other gonna one's keep gonna paying. Get penalized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're gonna keep paying. So this story is in uh, the Globe and Mail, and it says uh, the two have their own separate mortgages on the house. Yeah. Meaning that if one decides to sell, they can do so without financially penalizing the other. Uh, they live almost exactly like roommates, except that the house is large enough that the two always have their own space when they need it. Uh, but again, the interesting thing is, let's say, you know, God forbid, knock on wood, that one of these two individuals passes away or the, or they get a job in, I don't know, France or, or, you know, overseas or away from this house that they have to move. That's a sticky wicket. I guess you, it's like you, you, it's like shares in a house. It's like the house yeah. has become a corporation and, yeah. and, and each owns 50% of the share and, and you know, you're selling your 50% of the your share, share of the house. or your share of the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, wild. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what this turns out to be in five years from now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the more, the more conventional ways, two people will go on the mortgage title. together and right. they'll both be on title and, and you know, they'll pay the full amount. Yeah. But right. they'll create a separate account, a separate bank account where they both contribute, you know, X amount of dollars every week or every bi, you know, yeah. biweekly or, right. or whatever. But for, for this, you know, I mean, it makes things a little bit more difficult, I would say. Right, because you have two, you have two single mortgages. So it's you're basically creating a corporation of the house. Each person owns a fifty percent share. Yeah, but but that's the way that's the way it's always been. If both I, people I, are on I, title, I, I, there, there's got to be a fine print for this because I still think the bank says, listen, if this person doesn't pay, right, you're on the hook. You're on. It's it, got to be. It, it, it's yeah. gotta, because I mean, the bank's not going to say, oh, forget the house it. Just pay, just pay your share. Yeah, right. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm sure their credit their credit bureau. Rating will go down, but there's got to be some kind of, yeah. you know. So uh, do you see this taking off? I mean, the house prices aren't going down. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do see the Meridian I, getting a lot of calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do How's see the Meridian work? is going to get a lot of calls because yeah. there is a lot of people out there that, uh, uh, like, well, Phil, Philip, you got friends that own ho- a house together and they, yeah. and they contribute to a mortgage, like yeah. two buddies. And uh, you're. But it's not in two different names, though, right? No, it's it's both in their names. It's, They're it's both on title, yeah. but it's just it's just two buddies I, that that you know they they could have probably you know afforded to to pay for the house themselves, but they didn't want to be house poor, right? They still wanted to live in sure. you know live a lifestyle, go on vacations, be able to you know the stress of of not having to pay a, a substantial amount of yeah. a mortgage payment every single month. So they 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 teamed up, and you know I think this was about three and a half years ago, four years ago. But they've gained equity now that it's going to make their their next move a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, when they when they decide to move on to when their next property, in, when yeah. they when they cash out, they'll they'll be able to go and 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 it makes that jump a little bit easier, a little bit more stress free than what it would have been if they were if they're buying properties on their own. So right. I mean, they set themselves up pretty good for their next move. Um, it just you know things are going to change when a girl moves in or or something like that, or, yes. or if they get a different job, then that's when they have to decide you know what's going to happen with the house or. Or or where are they going to go? But I mean, it's been three or four years. So so if somebody if they needed to make a move now, it'd be a lot easier to make the move now than it would would have been in their first or second sure. year because of they they wouldn't have had that much equity, right? Yeah. So it's it's I mean, I, I I see people you know looking to live with with somebody all the time, right? A lot of people will will get together and rent just because it's a a less you know 
it's a less um, you know serious way or, or or an easier way to move in with somebody and and share the cost of of living. Mm-hmm. But as long as you get along, <laughs> as long as you get along, yeah, yeah. 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 So a lot of people you know look for look for people to rent with, but home ownership is people understand the value of owning a home and, and building that equity right away with with whoever it is so mm-hmm. you know if you can team up with somebody and and, and know where you're going to be in five years and and kind of have a good secure you know foundation of, of of a job or or of a family environment that that you're going to stay in one spot you know it's smart to own a home and, and build that equity yeah because it's so uh, i mean it's impossible to to predict the future especially in terms of employment and, and where the markets are going and you know whether you're going to have a job in four or five years or not or or be reallocated somewhere else did those two gentlemen have kind of a uh, a list of you know what ifs you know if this happens then we'll no they this. didn't so they, they didn't that, kind of that was my recommendation to them i yeah. said you guys got to come up with an exit plan or an exit strategy right. and develop a list of of things that if something happens what happens next right mm-hmm. um whether it's whether it's if somebody you know loses their job or or, or if somebody needs to sell, like where you know what what's the exit strategy? What happens, you know yeah. what 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 happens when when this happens? And um, they didn't really have a plan. They just wanted they, to cross the just, bridge. When yeah, they, got they there. just they <laughs> just said, yeah, you know, we'll you, we'll own the house and we'll buy so, it together. But and they owned it works. together for how long now? It's been like three three and a half four so years. It's, so it's working. Wow. Yeah, did yeah. They, 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 they bought the house. Got girlfriends. The one I think the one just got a girlfriend. Oh, but they bought the house. For, there, there's the wrench. They bought the house for three ten. <laughs> it's probably worth four fifty now. Wow. So, so there you go. So and and so new rules. Can't walk around. Can't walk around the house in the underwear <laughs> when my no. girlfriend's over. <laughs> Actually, have to keep the house clean. Yeah. 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 I think she does the cleaning. Oh, which so which, it might work out even yeah, better. So oh, it's be working great. out yeah. for both of them. Holy yeah. cow! She should get them to work. Yeah. But uh, but every, you know, I everybody has their own situation. I one of my really good friends. He just uh, graduated from. His MBA at the Ivy School of Business, and he was contacting me about a house in Toronto, and he's he's pairing up with a buddy and living downtown, and he's going through the same thing. But mm-hmm. their market is still insane downtown in Toronto, oh, the, yeah. the, the condo market, and he he you know he was having a really hard time in, in finding a rental property or finding a rental condo, something that that's attractive, something that's in a good location and a good building. Yeah. And and he you know he came to me and said I I just want to buy something. He's like he goes this, this rental market's insane. He's been he's been in the situation where he's been kicked out. Um, because of you know the landlord's come and said he's moving in and too like stuff like that he's he's had terrible experiences with with renting houses in Toronto that he's he's done with it he's he's got a more secure uh, uh, career now mm-hmm. um, he just signed a long term contract so um, he's he's in the market to buy something but he's in the same position where he wants to to buy something and, and co own it with with a buddy or, right. or with somebody else to to be able to get into the market. I would uh, guess that the more people involved in this type of thing in, in one home, say you had three individuals or four people, the harder it it would be, easier financially, but the harder it would be in terms of someone leaving or, or oh yeah or, yeah. Or and I know I know people listening right now are thinking, why don't they just do the rent to own, right? Right, right, and that you know. We never recommend that. There's that, that there can be a whole segment on on why not to rent to own. It's it's something that people call us and ask us. We'll do about. it next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, people I'll call us and ask us rent every to, single day. Rent to own is a way for the landlord to uh, the homeowner, the landlord, get more money from rent. Yeah. And ninety percent of the time, 
the tenant never ends up buying the house. Never. Yeah. So They'll they end up paying it. a lot of money for rent and not end up buying the house. Wow. Yeah. So we'll dig deep on this one yeah, next week. absolutely. But I had a follow-up question to this. Would this scenario, uh, you know, co-ownership, not work best in a school environment, a.k.a. McMaster University, Mohawk College? There's a four-year commitment for, uh, you know, a couple of students. You know, parents get together, hey, yeah. let's buy this house, co-own it for the next four years, and then after four years, we'll sell it. Yeah, I mean, that that's popular too. We see a lot of parents buying buying houses for their kids as they go to school. It's been more and more popular um, as of late. But what happens if a, if a student drops out? And, too, and, yeah. and, you know, after the first or second, after yeah. the first month, or you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know. I, and yeah. it's a strong commitment to go ahead and, and purchase a house for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Now, what we see is we see some parents, they'll buy a, buy a house around Western or around McMaster, and they'll make their kids go to that specific university because they already own a house. Uh, so yeah. they'll buy a house for the oldest kid, and then then as, you know... Everybody else numbers, has got to go yeah, to that school. Yeah, they got to go to that school. Cause, <laughs> cause, you want to go to UFT? Yeah. No, you're going no, to No, you got to go to Mac. <laughs> you're yeah. not applying anywhere else. <laughs> so we, we, uh, I've, I've heard of that. Where, you know, I'll ask, hey, you know, where are you going next year? She's like, you know, the, the student or the yeah, son will I be gotta like, go. I got to go to Mac. My parents own a house there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, still to come on the show, we'll talk about uh, selling your home after it's been on the market for a few months and a realtor in the Edmonton area who has listed a property for $1. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter and like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And hey, if you have a question for the Golfie team or if you have a topic idea you would like us to uh, debate on the show, email questions at robgolfie.com. That email address, once again, is questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, a realtor in the Edmonton area has um, opened the bidding on a home at a dollar. And we'll also talk about um, someone moving, but their house has not yet sold. Some of the uh, advice and tips that uh, they should be employing. But on to our next topic, the Toronto Real Estate Board warning realtors on false sales data after a $3.1 million listing is showing a $1 price. So maybe a little background on on this whole issue. So now because of the Toronto Real Estate Board uh, is mandated to, they, they lost in the Supreme Court, they didn't didn't you know to to prevent uh, the privacy of of sale prices? Right. So uh, now they have to list the so sales price so, online. So they have to they have to list it. So I'm not sure if there's a website out there now that uh, the public has access to to mm-hmm. view these uh, uh, prices of homes. And but what um, um, what it is is though this family that owned this house that was listed at 3.1 million did not want the pub, uh, public to know what they sold for. And I think they sold for just under three million, like two point yeah, two point eight, which is two point nine eight for that, which is yeah, pretty so, good. Yeah, it's a, it's that, a that's really actually it's a, a really good list to sell yeah. ratio in that yeah. in that price point for mm-hmm. sure. But, but they didn't want the public to know, so the realtor put down one dollar, <laughs> and 
so that nobody would find n- nobody could access that information. Right. So anyway, the real estate board they're going to start putting fines out if if the numbers uh, are uh, yeah. are not right. But so, but it's gonna it's gonna cause it, it because of this it's going to cause a lot of problems. What I'm interested to know is what's the reason for putting one dollar? Right. right? Was it was it because they were embarrassed of the purchase uh, the, the sale price, or was it because they just didn't want they just wanted to know? snub or they just or didn't want anybody was to it, know? Or yeah. was it you know? Was it a mistake, right, I, I, in, in terms of uploading it? I think the homeowner has a right to decide whether they want their sale price published or right, not. Right. I, I, I really do. I, and I, and I, I don't – I think this whole, you know, court thing with, uh, you know, with the Privacy Act um, should be there, – there should be something there to protect the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like they were going after the, the Toronto Real Estate Board more about publishing – uh, sale prices, but what about the homeowner? There should be a checkbox saying, "Listen, do you want your sale price published? Yes or no?" You know, and uh, and everybody's going to say no, obviously. Right. right. But um, but anyway, so so obviously they're already catching on that the, the, the people are trying to find loopholes, but they're they're catching on on yeah. that fast. So the the board wrote in a letter to its members, uh, "quote We have received reports that some members have been reporting inaccurate figures in the sold prices of their listings due to privacy concerns raised by their customers." And it goes on to say that uh, this could lead to disciplinary proceedings and uh, possible membership suspension or termination. Uh, that's pretty heavy-handed, uh, and and might occur if you know a realtor does it a few times. Um, but what are the pros and cons of listing a final sales price? You, you said that most people will probably check that box to say no, I don't want this sale price it, to be published. It, yeah, if there is a box, uh, that if if it does come, uh, up it's a pretty good not. idea though. Yeah, um, you know what? Let, let's say let's say uh, a guy's uh, got a house uh, listed for a million bucks. He gets uh, you know nine twenty, okay, and he's kind of embarrassed that he got nine twenty. He was hoping to get some something close to to a million, right? So it's kind of like you know. I'm telling everybody, well, I got close to a million dollars, and it's just, I don't we know. Find, we, sometimes, yeah, people 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 number, sometimes people are going to put a higher number. Sometimes people are going to put a higher number on the sale price. You know, like like I said, the guy that sold it for 920 the agent may put it up for 990 right, You know what I mean? Right. And, and uh and just to you know to help out with the uh, the the seller and say listen I, I feel embarrassed that I sold it that cheap you know why don't you just register at that so mm-hmm. or or the realtor could live in the neighborhood and he wants the house prices to stay looking strong right <laughs> you know there's a lot of devious yeah. things going on out yeah. there we have to you have to govern everything you have to police everything but uh, there's all there's all all different reasons people want to not publish their mm-hmm. their sale price would it make more sense to have a range you know this this price sold in a you know 500 to 799 range and not not get exact yeah. numbers i mean I does mean, it really yeah. mean that much well i you know what it, 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 if if realtors are construing the numbers it affects me going in there in another house in that neighborhood and, and doing a proper evaluation, a proper right? evaluation, and and I'll tell you something. You you kind of you kind of know if there's something m- messed up going on. I, I know. Like sometimes I'll walk in and I'll look at it and I'm going, these are not accurate numbers. Right. I can, you know what I mean? They're not. They're it's not accurate numbers. So um, we have to watch for that. Like like if I'm walking in the neighborhood and there's a house that's sold for a lot more than every other house in the neighborhood, there's. First of all, I try to find out who the agents are. Mm-hmm. Who was the listing agent? Who was the, the agent representing the buyer? And what, or, or if it's the same, I look at all that, and then, I, then, I, and then I, you know, the credibility of the agent too. And then, I, uh, there, there's a lot of different 
uh, things that you look at when you're evaluating a house, and uh, and that'll tell me whether if that it's number's easy, true or yeah, not. It's easy to identify an outlier, right? For yeah. example, if somebody who who needed to sell might have taken a, a a lesser price in comparison to the market value on a particular neighborhood or a particular house, and it's easy to identify and say, hey, listen, this one's definitely an outlier. This one should have sold for this, or this one should have mm-hmm. sh- sold for that. There might have been something that has happened behind the scenes, whether it's you know a financial reason or a family reason or or something to do with with the house, right? Like, you know, something could be you know a foundation or a mold issue. Um, but it's easy to, uh, you know, if, if you have a, a large sample size and a lot of data available, you can you can identify those outliers. So even as people go in line and, and try and, and, and manipulate the, the sale prices, you know, if, if somebody has a lot of information available to them, they'll be able to, to identify it. The only person that should be putting out the sold prices is the, is the city. The city, the city of Hamilton, the city of Toronto, they've got the accurate numbers because that's the numbers that was registered uh, uh, when it was uh, when it was sold. Mm-hmm. So, like, why why are they putting this onto the uh, onto the real estate boards? Put it onto the to the city. Say, hey, come up with a site so people can look at. Uh, you can yeah, check you punch out, in the address. You can check. You can yeah, check. It's, but it's you can like check a property inquiry. Yeah, tool you can for check the, out anybody the what they're paying taxes. Just yep. put the sale price there, the last sale price. That's the way it should be. So then, then you got the accurate numbers because that was the transaction that happened. Yeah, yeah. Do, do we expect any realtors to be suspended or terminated? Do you think this is? I mean, a big I mean, thing? we've <laughs> we've heard of realtors doing a lot worse to get to get suspended. <laughs> so I don't know. If posting the wrong sale price will right. will yeah. do. Will they'll do get, that, they'll but, get. They can get fined. They'll get fined. Yeah. Tre- Treble want to put their foot down and say, you know, <laughs> oh, this this hey, is the rule. I mean, we a termination. We I can't imagine a termination. Oh, oh, yeah. Can you imagine now all of a sudden <laughs> the, all the sale prices of homes out there all all wrong? <laughs> all wrong. Oh, what's going on? Wow, yeah. they've all been fired. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, this one uh, caught my eye on uh, the World Wide Web. It's been months. And my home won't sell. How to revive a stale listing? So, you know, house has been on the market for let's say sixty, maybe even ninety days. Nothing seems to be working. The price might be uh, in flux, and that might be the issue, or, or something is wrong with the house. How do you restart or, yeah. or, or kickstart this kind of scenario? One of the one of the things you want to do is is reevaluate the listing. So you basically you go back to the first day that you're on the market and how many days you're into the market. So if you've been on the market for ninety days, you want to see days on the market one and 90 and you want to see what's sold during that time mm-hmm. what have other people have have gravitated towards and what have other people picked in comparison to what your product right. is offering and what you're offering and are you just looking in that area or a wide in that area of, you want okay. you want to try and narrow it down to to a to a, a neighborhood or a, right. probably within you know a, a, a one kilometer radius okay. around the house or or a one and a half kilometer radius around the house, and there's gonna be there's gonna be homes that have sold, right? Especially if you live in a high dense area downtown or 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 you know in, in neighborhoods, yep. you want to see what you know what other products have moved on the market for what price, and and you want to compare yours to that product, and you, you and then you can have a good idea as to you know if it's price, if it's condition, what what you can do differently for the house, and that's that's kind of where we start is is we reevaluate where we are as a listing. Mm-hmm. Is there a point in time where you do that reevaluation? Is it that sixty day mark? Is it ninety? Is well, well, we we feel that that your first kind of two to three weeks are your most opportunistic time to sell, right. right? That's your that's your window of opportunity. That's when you're the newest listing. That's when you're you have everybody looking at your listing. That's mm-hmm. when when you have a lot of leverage over 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 selling. That's when you know people people are refreshed with your listing, and that's when you know you you kind of create that demand. 
Um, so we, we feel that, you know, 14 to 21 days, if you haven't sold in that, in that kind of window, and this is for your, your typical properties, this isn't for your unique right. homes, this isn't yeah. for your luxury homes, this is for, you know, your, your price range is $700,000 and under, but we, we feel that you got to reevaluate the house right away. It's more important to get ahead of the market mm-hmm. than to chase the market. Right. So it gives you, you know, that's a strong enough sample size. You've been on the market for three weekends. People have seen your house. It's not like, you know, nobody's seeing it. It's, it's, you know, it's been exposed to the market. You want to, you want to identify to see if you're overpriced or if, if the pictures are bad or, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, you want to try and see what's going on with the listing to see, to see where you're going to be at. So more often than not, it's probably the price. Uh, but if it's not the price, I mean, if the home is priced right, it's comparable to other homes that have sold in the area. It's probably something within the home that is yeah. is not correlating with the price. It, every situation is different. Yeah. Every every yeah. house is different. Um, there's a lot of times where, where people will ask us and say, hey, you know, we think we're overpriced. And we'll tell them, you know, you know you're priced right. Right. right? Yeah. It's just that, you know, our appointments are down. Nothing in the area is moving right now. Just stay patient. Hang in there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we'll get something soon. And that's uh, when you're playing psychiatrist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then you check out the listing. You go through every detail. Yeah. You go through, you know, you you know, do like a forensic yeah, on the, on the, on the, sure on the listing. Say, is there something missing here that uh, w- that anything's happening? But uh, but again, and, and it does happen. You you'll get a listing. You price it, and, and then zero zero mm-hmm. showings. Yeah, and you don't know what's going on. And then you monitor the area to see what's what is selling. And uh, it it just uh, you get you get the odd one. I just had a call. Um, this week where uh, a couple, they, they have their house for sale. They bought firm. They bought brand new. It's mm-hmm. coming. The closing date's coming up. They have their house listed, and they, they told me their house is expiring uh, uh, towards the end of the, uh, this month. And uh, and they're like, what's, you know, they don't know what's going on. So I said, well, listen, I can't do anything. I can't, you know, uh, let's discuss it after, see if it hasn't sold by the, you know, the 25th, 26th of this month. And um, so... I'll go there and check it out. And sometimes price is an issue, but maybe not. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just timing. We've sold houses where other agents have had. We put it up for sale for the same price, and we sold it, and we got multiple offers. Right. So it, you know, uh, we, we, you know, every every real estate person or agent has a different marketing technique and d- doing different things. Uh, we obviously have a uh, a large uh, reach when we do our marketing, and. Um, so sometimes that makes the difference. Um, it, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had houses that we had listed and we were getting nothing, and and it, it, it's it's tough. It's tough. Sometimes you have to reevaluate. Maybe we have to paint the house, you know, and things like that. Right. Do little things. It, it, what is that point where the seller or even you guys suggest, uh, you know, what? Let's take this for sale sign down for a little bit and restart in uh, a month or two or, or whatever the case is. Yeah. Well, that, what's that kind of timestamp? I mean. That's that's depends on the seller, right? Depending on what position they're in. If they're in that position where they don't have a a, um, a pressure to move, or, yeah. or or they just you know they want to move, but there's no there's none of that 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 pressure to get out of the house, then then you know that's something that we recommend is mm-hmm. you know take it down and, and we'll try again in the spring or try again in the fall, yeah. and and we've seen that, and and that's usually after the three or four month period, but right. but. Yeah. But that's, you know, sometimes people will, will say, hey, you know, I want to sell. I don't really need to sell. But if, if I can get this number, I would sell. Mm-hmm. And we would say to them, you know, we, we would say to them and, and depends on the number. But if we think it's an aggressive number or a strong, we can say, you know what? That's a strong number, but we're willing to try it to see, you know, and testing the market to see if we can get it for you. Yeah. And if not, and then we'll try again and, you know, later on or, or in the fall or 
Yeah, it, it it depends on the it, buyer every situation pool. Situation is different. It depends on the buyer pool at the time. It's like it's like it's like taking a a, a car going to an auction, and you're going to auction this car off. If there's not that many buyers in that in that auction that they're auctioning this car, that car's not going to demand as much money. Sure. But but if you waited a week later, all of a sudden, where are all these people come from? Yeah. They, they, I wish they were here last week because I would have got more money for my car. Mm-hmm. But it, it just depends on the buyer pool at the time when the, when the house is for sale. Yeah. And, and is there a hard and fast rule on how long that for sale sign goes back up? Or is, does it just depend on no. an analysis yeah. of, of, it, it, of the neighborhood again? It, it's, it's good Every, to wait a, yeah. li- a little bit. A couple, two, to, two, two weeks to a month, it's, sometimes it's good okay. to wait. And because because a, a new uh, a, a more buyers are coming into the marketplace all the yeah. time, so you want to have it fresh hit the market again, and and and, and hopefully the old buyers they may reconsider it, mm-hmm. you know, that are in the in the market. And there's a chance where that that same price will still be on that house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I would probably change the price a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it. De- there's a it lot depends. of it depends. It depends Every on the market, the time, the year, the, the month, the week. House, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of the, a lot of variables. scenario variables. Yeah. Interesting stuff uh, on that topic. Uh, you know what? Let's take a quick break before we switch gears to uh, our next topic, which is somewhat similar, uh, but it's basically uh, an individual, or it could be a family as well, that uh, they're moving, but my house hasn't sold. So they've uh, purchased another home. Uh, they are now you know, looking at uh, the possibility of a couple of mortgages, which they really don't want. Uh, what should these uh, individuals do? And we'll also talk about a realtor in the Edmonton area who has uh, listed a home with a starting price of $1, and I'm guessing they are um, uh, trying to start a bidding war. I'm sure it'll happen with uh, the home selling, or at least listed for a dollar. Questions at robgolfie.com is the uh, email address to send us a topic idea or a question about real estate. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfie.com. And call them anytime at 905-575-7700. More of the Hamilton Real Estate Show next on 900 CHML. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Uh, 905-575-7700 is the phone number. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Have a question for the Golfie team? Fire us off an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, a realtor in the Edmonton area listing a home for a dollar. It's worth way more than that. Uh, But we'll talk about this. Help, I'm moving, but my house hasn't sold yet. Uh, I'm sure you've seen this a million times. (laughs) (laughs) And then some. So, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Phil. I, it's an anxious position to be in. It's sure. a position that we see a lot of a lot of people in, um, especially when the market transitions, right? When there's a big transition in the market where um, 
um, that that we saw, you know, probably six or seven months ago, where it became, you know, you know, with with all the implementation of the foreign buyers tax um, and everything else like that, it, it people had this idea that their house would sell. I hear it all the time. You know, it's a it's a great house. It's going to sell right away. Yeah. Gonna, and I and I say, you know, I, and then I, the clock I, starts I, ticking. Yeah. No, <laughs> I say, you know, there's no problem, but we don't want to put you in a position where you're owning two homes or yeah. or where where you're you're going to be in this position where you know you have. You know, you've purchased firm, and, and there's an um, there's a timeline to sell your home. We all, especially in this market right now, we always we always say, put in a condition of sale of property. Mm-hmm. We, we know you have a good product to offer to the market. We know it, it, it might not last long, but let's make sure that you're we have this condition um, for for protection for you. So it's something that that you have to be mindful of. It's something that you have to consider and make sure you don't put yourself in that position where you have to make sure that. It's hard to get lost, especially when you go into competition on another house or if you really want a house and, and your realtor says to you, you know, hey, you can get this house, but they're not going to accept your, your condition on sale of property. Right. At that point in time, you know, you're, you're, you're so, um, you know, tunnel minded and, and focused on this house that you're like, you know what, I'm confident we'll sell our house. Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, 30, 40, 50 days on the market, your house still hasn't sold and you've reduced it and you reduced it and, and it's still not selling. So it's just it's just make sure that you, you have that protection make sure that your realtors are presenting your best interest yeah. and make sure that they're not putting you in a position where, where you can potentially be owning two houses. Was that the case last spring? I know there was a lot of scenarios where there were no conditions. Oh, actually, last spring people were buying firm, but they yeah. were also selling firm. Home right? inspectors went out of business last spring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause nobody was putting conditions of home yeah. inspections, financing home inspector. I was just, I was talking to a home inspector. He, he said, he goes, there's a lot less home inspectors. A lot of them didn't, didn't survive the, uh, yeah. the, the well, spring had David Furry on a couple of times, That's and right. he, you know, yeah, he's still around. Too. <laughs> yeah, he's still around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but a lot of them didn't survive. But yeah. with with uh, with um, yeah, like like a lot of people um, could have got stuck, and I think some people did towards the end of the spring market. Right. Yeah, and uh, and that, it was a tough scenario because they bought high and then they end up selling low. Right, and and the numbers didn't work for them. They you know they probably overpaid a hundred thousand for the house. Yeah. And they got a hundred thousand less for theirs than what they anticipated. Yeesh. So that that's the tough part. Um, but 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 putting uh, a dollar for uh, a listing, uh, I think it's dangerous mm-hmm. because uh, now people don't even want to go to a, to a to look at a house if they know that they're holding offers. So you have to be very careful. Well, this with that. is this is a different situation. The this, yeah. the one he's talking about is the one in, in Edmonton. In, yeah, yep. yeah. So so basically, the Edmonton market right now is they have a ton of inventory. There's a, there's a lot of people moving. Yeah. These people are in a situation where they need to sell, right? Yep. So so they're using a pricing strategy basically saying, hey, we're going to start the bidding at $1. Whatever it stops at or whatever the highest number we get, our house is sold, mm-hmm. right? So so it's not a situation where, where they expect multiple, multiple offers, but it is a situation where they're saying, hey, you know, there's a ton of other houses on the market. We just want ours gone. Yeah, give us well, a to price. a certain degree. To a certain, there's a certain. Degree. Well, there's got to be a cap, right? There, 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 from the there is because standpoint. I mean, if if their mortgage is you know more than what the sale price, they can't sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but what it is, but it, like I said, that's that's dangerous because people, you know, they, they go, oh, I'm not going to bother with that because it's you know. But you have to be careful. If you put a set price, they, they should just put the prices what the value of the market's going, and they'll right. sell it. Yeah. In, in Edmonton, yeah, yeah, things are changing out there. Their, their values are, are dropping. There's a, probably a correction going on in the market there. You, you bring up a good point that a lot of people will just say forget it because they look at the a $1 – 
uh, listing and they'll say, you know, someone's going to outbid me anyways. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to bother. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So that really slices off a huge portion of the market. Right. But there's also 10 other houses in the exact same neighborhood that are up for sale. What, what you're going to call market value or, right. or price to sell that, yeah. that haven't sold. So, yeah. so they're just saying, hey, we don't want to go through with, with the, the home sale process. We're willing to take maybe a loss or a cut on our on our house. The realtor on the article says it's probably worth between three hundred and four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. If they end up, it, it, the article's telling you if they end up in between there, they're they're going to take good. it. So, yeah. so I mean, it's it's a different if it's a different you know pricing strategy. Hopefully, it works. Hopefully, it works out for them, and, and then their house is sold. Yeah. Another break. Uh, we'll be back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Have a question for the Golfie team, or if you want to recommend a topic idea that we can tackle on a future program, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Back to this issue of, uh, you know, a couple or a family or an individual is moving, but their house hasn't yet sold. Uh, this falls hand in hand with the Golfie guarantee, which we've talked about in, in past uh, episodes. Uh, let's talk about the guarantee, how it works, and how it benefits uh, people in this uh, community. Yeah, so we we have uh, we have one example that we just did in Grimsby. Um, this guy was in a situation where he was about to own three houses. Ouch! So he he came to us and said, "Hey, you know, we're we're interested in the guarantee sale. Um, something that we went through. Uh, we decided on a price together. Something mm-hmm. that we both agreed to, and and we we still put their house up for sale to try and get um, to offer it to the market. We were unsuccessful in selling it, but at the end of at the end of the day, we ended up purchasing that house. So okay. this guy, this guy, he 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 loved it. He loved everything about it. Loved everything about the guarantee. He uh, he was able to go to his bank and say, "Hey, my house is sold on this date. It's firm and binding." Um, so we just we just purchased the property in Grimsby, and uh, and and he's moved on, and hmm. and you know now he doesn't have the you know he doesn't he doesn't own three houses, yeah. and, and he's he's thankful for for what we did and and how we're able to to get him out of a, a, a tough situation. Yeah, you talk about peace of mind, you know, having three mortgages versus you know what what he's got now. I mean, that's yeah, and, yeah. and we actually and, did it. We actually did a. Uh, a, a quicker closing for him on that. Um, we did. A, we actually did a just, but just about thirty day closing. Usually, the closings are a little longer mm-hmm. with, with the guarantee program. But um, I, I felt uh, comfortable, I, you know, about the uh, the price. He was happy. It, everybody was happy. Yeah. And um, so now he's. Uh, now he's got that big burden off his shoulders. Some huge. people think it's a gimmick, but it's it's not. No. So it's, explain it's, how it works. <laughs> so what you do is 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 there's a third party appraisal company that comes through. It's a non arms length appraisal company that will come and appraise your house. Mm-hmm. They can pick and any appraiser. Any appraiser and and 
and the homeowner has to agree to the price right as well as us and if we can both agree to a, the, the price we give you a percentage of that number we give you 95 percent of that okay uh, that, that appraisal uh, that if, appraised value if okay. we agree to the appraisal if we yeah. feel like it's legitimate like it's a good and appraisal then, and then we give you a 120 day closing date firm offer so your house is sold no matter what right. in those 120 days after if, if the 120 days come up your house is sold you can go to your bank and say my house is sold firm right now mm-hmm. but during those 120 days we still offer the property for sale so so we still put the sign on your front lawn right, we still right. market your property so now Theoretically, it's not you or the homeowner that's selling the property. It's us, right? Right. We, we own we're, the property. We're, yeah. we're selling yeah. the property now, or else we have to buy it. So more often than not, in those 120 days, we sell the property, mm-hmm. right? And the homeowner, if we sell the property for for more than what we offered the homeowner, or for 95 percent of that appraisal value, the homeowner gets to keep that money, right? Right. So say if we give you, um, you know, ninety five thousand dollars for your hundred thousand dollars property, sure. and you end up selling for a hundred and five thousand dollars. You go with that deal. You get the hundred and five thousand dollars. We're no longer buying your property. Mm-hmm. You're moving on, stress free. Yeah. But you're already stress free during the sale process because you know the house. Because you know already, the house is sold. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it works for a lot of people. A lot of people that that are in financial distress. Somebody who's facing a foreclosure. Somebody who who's who who needs to move. Who who knows that they have a timeline where they need to get out of their house. Mm-hmm. It works good for them. Somebody who's, who's has bought, a job firm and yeah. the, and and the banks won't give them a mortgage unless they've got a firm deal to, right. so that they can bridge. Yeah. So yeah. somebody who in and somebody who goes in a competition, there's still competitions going on. Somebody who goes in a competition and they're not comfortable removing their sale of property will state to the buyer and say, Hey, listen, we'll guarantee the sale of your home. So you can go into competition. You can remove the sale of your property. You can be successful in purchasing this house, knowing that your house is sold. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, more often than not, we're selling that house within those 120 days, yeah. but it allows it's very stress-free um people that have job relocations right somebody you know we we see a lot of people john deere microsoft um a lot of the big corporations across canada shipping people around right their corporation will call us and say hey we need this house sold in 120 days we want it gone this guy has to be in seattle tomorrow this guy has to be in vancouver tomorrow Mm -hmm. um we want to make sure that their house is sold so we'll guarantee it but we're still selling the house yeah. Within those and, 120 yeah. days, and if it doesn't sell in those 120 days, yeah, then we end up we end, we'll take over, right? Yeah, uh, getting a lot of calls on this. Yeah, I, yeah, more, absolutely, more so than yeah, lately. absolutely. Like, like, so we 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 explain everything to them, and some of them say, you know what, uh, they'll, they'll go for it, and some of them say, you know, let's try let's try the conventional way, yeah, and then they'll 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 uh, go. So with they have the, an option to add that on. Later. Uh, after, yeah, okay. yeah, it's just a new, it's a, it's a different contract, and I, I, I've got the a contract with me with all the details and everything on. Yeah. It. Absolutely. Is there a segment of Hamilton, be it the Mountain, East End, downtown, that you're seeing more of this, or is it just kind of spread it's, all over? It's, it's all over. It's just you know what? It's people. It depends on the situation. It's yeah, more, it it's on more the person, situational yeah, than, than, than the area. The area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, especially people that bought brand new. And they probably bought a year ago, and now they've bought, and their closing date's coming up, yeah. and they have it have it listed, and their house isn't sold, so they're getting kind kind of scared. So we'll get we get calls like that. We'll go in and explain it to them, and and some of them actually take the the you know the uh, guarantee program that mm-hmm. we have, and and some of them uh, some of them don't. You know what I mean? Like it just depends. But um, but, but yeah. what, what what helps is is if somebody if we have a listing and there's a purchaser or a buyer that wants to buy one of our listings with a condition of sale of property, we have the opportunity to guarantee their house as well. The buyers of our listings yeah. to ensure that 
our sellers can move on and right. they don't they're not they're not binded up by a condition of sale of property yeah. and that's what's going a lot on a lot in this market is, is somebody will sell their house and then they're kind of in limbo for the next 30 to 40 days because they don't know if their house is going to firm up because they're waiting on somebody else to sell. Interesting. Golfie Guarantee, it uh, certainly works, as does uh, RobGolfie.com. Head on to the website. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. Guys, thanks for coming in. We'll see you, you next Saturday at 9 here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.